Welcome again, everyone, to episode seven of our FX 101 series of podcast episodes. In these episodes, we aim to provide you with bite-sized educational and informative content on a range of topics related to financial markets, FX, economics, and more. On the last episode of FX 101, we got to grips with the structure of the foreign exchange market, understanding how it operates, its size, its composition, and the role of liquidity providers in FX. If you missed it or any of the other episodes on FX 101, please be sure to go back and have a listen. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and you'll get notifications when all our episodes become available. In this week's episode, we're jargon busting and simplifying some of the common terms that are most widely used in the FX market relating to exchange rates, fundamental and technical analysis, forex trading and risk management. Let's start with the basics of exchange rates. Each exchange rate is assigned what is known as an ISO code. This refers to the International Organization for Standardization. Each code is three letters long and is used when quoting exchange rates. For example, GBP USD for sterling against the dollar or USD JPY for dollar against the yen. For each exchange rate, we have a base currency. This refers to the domestic currency on the left-hand side of the pair. For GBP USD, the base currency would be pound sterling. On the right-hand side of the pair, we have the foreign currency, which is referred to as either the term, price, or quote currency. When we refer to major pairs, we are typically talking about the exchange rates for the US dollar against its G10 counterparts, whether that be the euro, sterling, Canadian dollar, or Australian dollar, for instance. Cross pairs do not involve the US dollar, for instance, euro sterling, euro Japanese yen, or Aussie Canadian dollar. Meanwhile, exotic pairs involve currencies from emerging market or developing nations. These exotic currencies are less liquid than the majors, liquidity being a measure of depth and availability of an asset in the market where high liquidity ensures that a currency can be bought or sold without a major impact on the exchange rate. When we're quoting currency pairs, the US dollar is ordinarily quoted as the base currency, i.e. on the left-hand side of the cross. The four exceptions are euro-dollar, sterling-dollar, and the Aussie and New Zealand dollars, where the US dollar is quoted on the right-hand side of the cross. When exchange rates are quoted in the foreign exchange market, two numbers are stated, the bid and the offer or ask rate. The bid rate is used when selling the domestic currency and buying the foreign currency. In the context of international trade, the bid rate would be used when an organisation is importing. The offer or ask rate is used when the opposite is the case, i.e. when we're buying the domestic currency and selling the foreign currency. This is the rate at which the dealer is willing to sell the base currency. The bid rate is always lower than the ask rate and the difference or gap in between the two rates is referred to as the spread. The bid-ask spread is effectively the transaction cost incurred for entering into that trade. These bid and offer rates are typically quoted to four decimal places with a fourth decimal place known as a PIP. Each PIP, therefore, refers to 0.0001 of the exchange rate. Now, when predicting exchange rates, there are three different types of analysis used. Fundamental, 
technical and sentimental. Fundamental analysis, which is what we focus on during the main episodes of FX Talk, refers to looking at economic factors and interest rates that could impact future currency movements. When we're referring to interest rates, a hawkish bias indicates a preference for higher interest rates or tighter monetary policy. This stance is generally seen as bullish for a currency, i.e. it should trigger an appreciation or an upward move in the exchange rate. Conversely, a dovish bias indicates a preference for lower rates or looser policy. This is generally seen as bearish for the domestic currency and usually triggers a downward move in the exchange rate or a depreciation. Technical analysis is the method of attempting to predict future exchange rates by looking at patterns in past prices. The two foundation concepts here are support and resistance levels. Support levels are levels at which the exchange rate does not or struggles to fall below over a period of time, created by buyers entering into the market when a currency depreciates. Resistance levels are the opposite and represent levels that an exchange rate has difficulty breaking above during a period of time. We then have sentimental analysis, which involves gauging a consensus as to how the market perceives the value of an asset or security. Investors or speculators typically use one of the three aforementioned methods to trade in the market. Forex trading involves investors attempting to identify misvalued exchange rates. These traders will long or buy the domestic currency in the hopes that it appreciates and short or sell the domestic currency if they believe it will depreciate. Leverage refers to the use of borrowed money to invest in a security or currency, while margin is the difference between the value of an investment and the size of the loan. When entering into the market, investors can place different types of orders, an order referring to how they enter or exit a trade. A market order is an order to buy or sell a currency at the best available current price, A limit order is an instruction to buy with a restriction on a maximum price or sell at a minimum price. Meanwhile, a stop order buys once the exchange rate hits a specified price, while a stop loss order sells once a specified price is reached. When engaging in deliverable FX, which is the exchange of currencies to facilitate international trade, hedging strategies can be used in order to limit FX risk and protect from losses caused by movements in exchange rates. Be sure to keep up to date with future episodes of FX 101 as we plan to dive into these various types of FX risk and risk management strategies in a future episode. And with that ends today's episode, I hope this has provided you with a better understanding of some of the main terminologies used in the FX market. If you'd like to hear more, be sure to check out our previous FX 101 episodes on FX Talk, and look out for additional ones in the future. And if you've not done so already, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Thanks for listening.